The History of College Football is a podcast dedicated to preserving the college football gridiron memories from years gone by. Please feel free to visit our website at historyofcollegefootball.com. Thank you. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson, and I will take you down a gridiron memory lane. The national champions, the teams, the rivalries, the conferences, the highs and winners, the rankings. Today, we discuss the most stunning loss for each team in the Big Ten in their illustrious history. The Big Ten is jam-packed with teams that are more than rich in the college football history. This history includes dynasties and legendary coaches, Heisman Trophy winners, trophy wars, and players that have come to define the game. I mean, for goodness sake, one member is the oldest college football program in America. Today, in alphabetical order, we will turn to each one of the 14 teams currently residing in the Big Ten and discuss what we consider the program's most stunning loss in the team's storied history. So, in alphabetical order, here we go. The Illinois Fighting Illini, most stunning loss, UCLA 45, Illinois 9, January 2nd, 1984, the Rose Bowl. The Fighting Illini entered the game 10-1, and and in their last three games, they won by scores of 50-23, 49-21, and 56-24. UCLA entered the Rose Bowl 6-4-1. The Illini had along the way defeated number four Iowa, number six Ohio State, and number eight Michigan, and had six all-time Big Ten players. The Bruins entered the game where they did not win the Pac-10 championship until the final weekend of the season due to two events. UCLA had to defeat USC, which they did, and Washington had to lose to Washington State. So the game itself was a one-sided affair in front of over 103,000 in attendance. As UCLA built a 28-3 lead by halftime, that day the Illini defense gave up 511 yards to UCLA as quarterback Rick Neuheisel whose college career began without a scholarship, passed for four touchdowns to tie a Rose Bowl record and a school record. The Illini's vaunted defense entering the game netted 12 points. After the game, the New York Times ran an article that read, Illini embarrassed by UCLA, 45-9. Indiana Hoosiers, most stunning loss. USC 14, Indiana 3, January 1st, 1968, the Rose Bowl. Number four, Indiana entered the game 9-1, and one, a remarkable turnaround from the year before when they posted an 1-8-1 season. In the Rose Bowl, they faced number one USC. This was and is, up until the time of this podcast, Indiana's only Rose Bowl game. Played in front of over 102,000 fans, the Hoosiers fell behind in the first quarter as USC running back O.J. Simpson scored on a two-yard touchdown run. But a second-quarter Hoosier field goal cut the Trojan lead to 7-3 at halftime. But in the third quarter, Simpson added an eight-yard touchdown run to increase the Trojan lead to 14-3, and this secured the stunning loss for the Hoosiers. Iowa Hawkeyes, most stunning loss. UCLA 45, Iowa 28, January 1st, 1986, the Rose Bowl. Number four, Iowa entered the Rose Bowl 10-1, and 
This was an Iowa team that was loaded number one in the country for five weeks up until its eight-week loss to Ohio State. In the Rose Bowl in front of over 103,000 fans, they faced number 13 UCLA, who was 8-2-1. In the first half, Iowa running back Ronnie Harmon lost four fumbles. UCLA quickly jumped out to a 24-10 lead at halftime, never looked back. Running back Eric Ball, a second-string freshman tailback for UCLA, rushed that day for 227 yards and four touchdowns. Maryland Terrapins, most stunning loss. Oklahoma 7, Maryland 0, January 1st, 1954, the Orange Bowl. Maryland entered the Orange Bowl number one, 10-0. Number four, Oklahoma was 8-1-1. The AP poll had already awarded the national championship to Maryland prior to the bowl game. But oh, what a buildup there was to this game. Coaching legends faced off Maryland's Jim Tatum versus Oklahoma's Bud Wilkinson. Tatum's version of the split T against Wilkinson's version of the split T, a formation they both learned under Don Farad of Missouri when they were at Iowa pre-flight. And coming into the game, well, Tatum had a 69-win, 16-loss, 5-tie record. Wilkinson, 62-win, 8-loss, 1-tie record. Playing without their All-American quarterback, Bernie Filoni, the Maryland Terrapins were shut out for the first time in 51 games. Twice, the Terrapins drove inside the 10-yard line. Twice, they came away scoreless. The only score of the game came in the second quarter, when after a Terrapin missed field goal, the students drove down to Maryland's 39-yard line. An 11-yard pass and a run set up a third and one from Maryland 25, and the Sooners executed an option run for a 25-yard touchdown to give Oklahoma the 7-0 win in the Orange Bowl. Michigan Wolverines, most stunning loss. Appalachian State 34, Michigan 32, September 1st, 2007. Considered by many the mother of all upsets, Appalachian State upset powerful Michigan in the big house as safety Corey Lynch blocks this field goal on the last play of the game. But I'm getting ahead of myself. See, on the opening game of the 2007 season at the big house in Ann Arbor, in front of over 109,000 in attendance, in a game that was seen as such a mismatch that the Las Vegas sportsbooks refused to offer a betting line, Division I AA Appalachian State played Michigan and never before had a Division I AA team defeated a ranked 1A team. So here we are. Appalachian State faced number five historic power Michigan with their three Heisman Trophy candidates. Appalachian State's three times watched Michigan take the lead. Three times they came back. And late in the fourth quarter, for the third time, Michigan went up 32-31. to 31. But Appalachian State, with no timeouts, drove 69 yards and kicked the field goal to take the lead. And on the ensuing drive, the Wolverines drove down and lined up for the game-winning field goal on the last play with six seconds remaining. This is when Corey Lynch blocked the field goal on the last play of the game. And as a result, Appalachian State became the first Division I AA team ever to beat a ranked Division I-A team to complete what may have been the greatest upset in the history of college football. Michigan State Spartans, most stunning loss, UCLA 14, Michigan State 12, January 1st, 1966, the Rose Bowl. Number one, Michigan State entered the Rose Bowl 10-0, having been number one in the AP poll for five consecutive weeks. And they faced number five, UCLA 7-2-1. This was a rematch of the opening day game when Michigan State defeated UCLA 13-3. After a scoreless first quarter, UCLA stunned the capacity crowd on the first play of the second quarter as Bruin Gary Beban plunged over from the one-yard line and UCLA took a 7-0 lead. The Bruins then added a second touchdown in the second quarter to take a 14-0 lead into halftime. 
Now, the third quarter was scoreless, and the game entered the fourth quarter with UCLA up 14 to nothing. And with a little over six minutes remaining in the game, here's what happened. Michigan State had first down on their own 20-yard line. A Steve Jude to a Gene Washington 42-yard pass got the ball to the UCLA 38. Michigan State drove in for the touchdown to cut the lead to 14 to 6. The Spartans lined up for the extra point, ran a fake going for the two-point conversion, but the pass was incomplete. Now they're down 14 to 6. Michigan State's Bubba Smith blocks a punt, and now the Spartans had the ball at the UCLA 49. They drove, and what a furious drive it was. Three times they faced the fourth down. Three times they converted. And with 31 seconds left in the game, the Spartans scored a touchdown. Now, down 14 to 12, they went for two. An option pitch to Spartan Bob Apiza was stopped short of the goal line, and the Bruin Bobby Stiles threw himself at Apiza, stopping him. Stiles was knocked out, unconscious, but the hit itself gave the Bruins the improbable victory. Minnesota Golden Gophers. Most stunning loss, Nebraska 6, Minnesota 0, October 31st, 1936. It's really hard to deliver an upset in the history of college football more stunning than this game. See, Minnesota entered the game number one in the nation. They were riding a 21-game winning streak. They had not lost in 28 games. They were the two-time defending national champions. And they were in the midst of a dynasty where they were coached by Bernie Bierman. Number three, Northwestern did enter the game 4-0. Playing at home, the Wildcats found themselves in a scoreless tie in the fourth quarter. And then things got wild. Minnesota back, Julius Alphonse bobbles the pitch, fumbles, and the Wildcats recover. Northwestern then fumbled, and now Minnesota recovered. But the Gophers were penalized for punching in the scrum to recover the fumble. And Northwestern was awarded the ball back at the one-yard line. Well, Northwestern scored for the only points of the day to secure the stunning upset and Minnesota's stunning loss. Nebraska Cornhuskers. Most stunning loss, Miami 31, Nebraska 30, January 2nd, 1984, the Orange Bowl. Entering the Orange Bowl, Nebraska had capped the 1983 season going 12-0. They entered the game riding a 22-game winning streak. Coach Tom Osborne's terrifying eye formation in his first five games put up numbers like 44, 56, 84, 42, and 63 points. They averaged 52 points per game that season. Facing them in the Orange Bowl that evening was the hometown Miami Hurricanes, who were 10.5-point underdogs. Coach Harold Schnellenberger's 10-1 team seemingly had come out of nowhere. So when the game started, Miami stunned the number one team in the nation as they took a 17-0 first quarter lead. Down 17-0 in the second quarter, Nebraska took possession at their own 24-yard line. The Cornhuskers drove down the field to the Miami 19. And with a little over six minutes gone in the second quarter, Nebraska was facing a third and five from the Miami 19. Nebraska quarterback Turner Gill snaps the ball, left the ball on the ground for offensive lineman Dean Steinkula. He picks it up and runs it into the end zone, the Fumbalooski, one of the most iconic plays in the history of college football. And it fooled the Hurricanes, it fooled the TV cameraman, and it fooled the announcer who commented, I was totally fooled. The game went into halftime with Miami leading 17 to 14. In the third quarter, Nebraska tied the game at 17. But now is Miami's turn to storm back, and the Hurricanes took the lead again, building it up to 31-17. But Nebraska comes storming back in the fourth quarter. Here's the backdrop. With one minute, 47 seconds left to play, Nebraska trailed Miami 31-24. Now, this was a one-loss Miami team. Please keep this in mind, as we know the Cornhuskers were undefeated. So, facing a fourth down and eight, 
Osborne calls a run. Technically, it was a run pass. Quarterback Turner Gale pitches the ball at the last moment to second-string eyeback Jeff Smith, who scores. Now, all Coach Osborne has to do is kick the extra point. Remember, they're undefeated. Miami has one loss. And with that extra point, a tie in his first national championship. But in a stunning gamble, Osborne goes for two. Turner Gill's pass was batted out of the hands of running back Jeff Smith, giving the Hurricanes the win. After the game, Coach Tom Osborne's words were, in my mind, I felt that we probably didn't deserve the national championship if we backed into it. I don't think I would have voted for us if we had settled for a tie. So sometimes heartbreak and dignity often go together in life. I'm certain that few, if any, coaches ever achieved more in a loss than Coach Tom Osborne. Northwestern Wildcats, most stunning loss. Carlisle 28, Northwestern 0, November 26, 1903. Northwestern entered the last game of the season 10-0-3 and had a chance to finish undefeated. Then three ties, well, they were against powerhouses. Chicago, Notre Dame, Wisconsin. Carlisle and its legendary coach, Pop Warner, entered the game seven wins, two losses, one tie. That season, the Wildcats only once allowed a team to score more than 10 points, and that was 11. In a blinding snowstorm, Carlisle ran at will against Northwestern and scored 28 points. The Northwestern offense was stymied all day. Never once did they threaten to score. The Ohio State Buckeyes. Most stunning loss, Michigan 24, Ohio State 12, November 22nd, 1969. The debut of the 10-year war with an Ann Arbor in front of over 103,000 fans. Bo Schembechler, in his first year as Michigan coach, certainly made the most of this debut as his number 12 Wolverines entered the game 7-2 and two and faced an Ohio State team that was supposed to win handily. See, Woody Hayes' Buckeyes team was number one in the nation. They entered the game undefeated 8-0, defending national champions, riding a 22-game winning streak, had beaten the Wolverines 50-14 to 14 the year before, and up to that point in the season, never trailed in any game. After Ohio State went up 6 to nothing, when fullback Jim Otis scored in a one-yard run, the extra point was missed. Michigan's Garby Craw then scores a touchdown, and with the extra point, Ohio State was now trailing Buckeye quarterback Rex Kern, then hit a 22-yard touchdown pass to Jan White, and now the Buckeyes led 12-7. The Wolverines were spotted with a 67-yard drive to take the lead back 14-12, and by the end of the halftime, the Wolverines built that lead up to 24-12. With a scoreless second half, Michigan had stunned Ohio State 24-12 in the debut of the 10-year war. Penn State Nittley Lions, most stunning loss. Alabama 14, Penn State 7, January 1st, 1979, the Sugar Bowl. The Sugar Bowl pitted number one Penn State 11-0 against number two Alabama 10-1. This was a titanic match of the two legendary coaches, Penn State's Joe Paterno and Alabama's Paul Bear Bryant. Penn State had six first-team All-Americans. Down 14-7 with seven minutes left in the game, Alabama had a goal line stand for the ages, stopping Penn State cold on the final two plays, two feet from the goal line. On the final play of that drive, Penn State back Mike Gooman was stopped short by linebacker Barry Krause, leaving Penn State mere inches short of a national championship. Purdue Boilermakers, most stunning loss. Ohio State 13, Purdue 0, October 12, 1968. Number one Purdue enters the game a 13-point favorite, 3-0, having been ranked number one all season with wins against Virginia 44 to six, number two, Notre Dame 37 to 22 and Northwestern 43 to six. They were never challenged up until that point. 
Ohio State, though, entered the game 2-0, number four in the nation, in front of over 84,000 fans at Ohio State. In a titanic matchup, the defenses actually took over right at the onset, and the game was scoreless by the time halftime rolled around, in part due to five missed field goals, three by Ohio State, two by Purdue. In the third quarter, Buckeye defensive back Ted Provost broke the scoreless tie on a 35-yard interception return for a touchdown, a pick six. The Buckeyes, led by defensive backs Jack Tatum and Ted Provost, kept the Boilermakers' powerful offense at bay all afternoon to propel the stunning upset of Purdue. Rutgers' Scarlet Knights. Most stunning loss, Princeton 10, Rutgers 0, October 2nd, 1915. Rutgers' perfect season was ruined by its rival. Rutgers entered the game 1-0, Princeton was 1-0. Playing at Palmer Stadium in Princeton, Rutgers outplayed the Tigers the entire game, yet they were shut out. The game began with Rutgers holding Princeton on downs, and on a subsequent possession, Rutgers was held to a three and out. Lining up the punt, Princeton Guy Tybet fielded the punt at his 15-yard line, crossed field, evaded a tackler, threw off a second tackler, and raced 85 yards for an early 6-0 Princeton lead. The extra point bounced off the goal bar to make it 7-0. After a three and out by Rutgers on Princeton's next possession, they drove downfield, attempted a field goal, and that was partially blocked, but it went through the uprights, and now Princeton led 10-0 in the first quarter. Near the end of the first quarter, Rutgers drove the length of the field, fumbled right near the goal line for the Princeton defense, then went ahead and stuffed Rutgers' long drives all afternoon in the exact same fashion, securing the loss. The Rutgers Queensmen, as they were called back then, suffered their only loss of the season. And again, that was to Princeton in game two. Wisconsin Badgers, most stunning loss. USC 42, Wisconsin 37, January 1st, 1963, the Rose Bowl. This was a historic Rose Bowl as it marked the first bowl game in the history of college football when number one faced number two. And entering the game, the USC Trojans were the number one team, 10-0. The Wisconsin Badgers, 8-1, were number two. Wisconsin had defeated number one Northwestern and number five Minnesota. The historic matchup then lived up to the hype, translating into arguably the greatest Rose Bowl ever played, at least up until that point. Down 42 to 14 in the fourth quarter, Wisconsin quarterback Ron Vandekellen led the Badgers to 23 unanswered points, and the Badgers were in position to win the game before time expired. In the process, he set Rose Bowl records of pass attempts, completions, and passing yards, video game numbers he put up. The game turned out to be so close that both quarterbacks were co-players of the game. And though Badgers lost to USC, Wisconsin finished number two in the nation. So there you have it. One opinion as to the most stunning loss for every team in the Big Ten. And you're probably thinking, hey, you left this game out. You left that game out. But maybe, just maybe, we have included some games that you would consider worthy as to be in the discussion as the most stunning loss for each of the programs in the Big Ten. Thank you for listening to History of College Football. I am Jay Abramson. Join us every Tuesday and Saturday for a new episode.